0: House of Haller presents Tales of the House of Haller. DT's West End Tickler, read by Chris Courtney West End Heroes as a new generation of heroes rises to the call of the crisis, here are a couple of West End heroes you might have met with on the mean streets of theatre-land. Eddie. Patrons arriving at the Theatre Royal, Drury Lane, will see a huge wooden memorial in remembrance of those connected with the world of the theatre who died in World War I. The line at the top reads, Honour to the immortal dead, that great white company of shining souls who gave their youth that the world might grow old in peace. And below the names of the dead, the memorial calls upon theatre-goers to remember those who made the ultimate sacrifice. These nobly played their parts. These heard the call for God, King, and Home. They gave their all. Ye who pass in quest of happy hours, Behold the price at which these hours were bought, strew here the fragrance of memorial flowers, the silent tribute of a grateful thought. In 1989, directly below the War Memorial, patrons arriving at Drury Lane would also have been greeted by Eddie, Theatre Usher, in his blue dress jacket and horn-rimmed glasses. You can still see him, in fact, if you download a film by another diminutive Londoner, Dudley Moore's Santa Claus. An occasional bit-part player, it was Eddie's proud boast that he was Dudley Moore's favourite elf. Eddie didn't boast about much, so when he took a day off to go to some medal thing, it wasn't until the following evening's incoming that I managed to extract an explanation. Eddie was the recipient of the highest medal for gallantry awarded by the Korean government, A brilliant engineer, Eddie had served as a helicopter mechanic during the Korean War. During this conflict, if a chopper had been grounded by enemy fire, a second chopper would fly out to either retrieve or disable. On board would be a mechanic, like Eddie, and a Royal Marine. If the mechanic couldn't repair the helicopter, the Marine would blow it up to prevent it falling into the hands of the Chinese. But as they didn't want to risk a second helicopter by landing in enemy territory, Eddie and his Marine would have to jump from a height of 20 to 30 feet. On one of these missions, Eddie jumped out of the helicopter in Korea and woke up in London. A Chinese sniper had shot him as he dropped. And every year thereafter, the Korean government honoured Eddie and its other heroes. That year at the ceremony, the drinks had been served by Prince Andrew, who'd done a double take when he'd seen Eddie's other medal. Sorry, he mumbled. We don't normally see one of those on one of the living. Oh, I know that, sir, Eddie replied, taking his drink. Cheers. Naturally, patrons arriving at Drury Lane that year knew nothing of this story as they walked past Eddie to see a musical about a later, but very similar, conflict. Miss Saigon, complete with marines and, of course, its famous helicopter. Jack. In the mid-1980s, the cloakroom at the New London Theatre was manned by Jack. Jack had been a boy bugler in the First World War. In the Second World War, Jack had served in North Africa under Montgomery. Jack. First thing Monty did was drop the drink ban. The next day, all the professional officers got bladdered and he sacked them all and replaced them with enlisted officers because he wanted men who made decisions on the basis of surviving not promotion. Jack also served under Mountbatten in Burma. Jack. Burma reunions one pint per enlisted man and NCO. El Alamein reunions as much as you can drink. Different class David. Jack had been a prisoner in the notorious Changi POW camp made famous in David Lean's bridge over the river Kwai. The producers invited Jack and his fellow survivors to see the film. Jack, bloody cheek. In the film, they blew the effing bridge up. We built that bridge, it was ours, and it's still effing standing. Curiously, apart from Jack the cloakroom, Jack, our stage doorkeeper, had also been a prisoner at Changi, and I happened to be with them when they first met in the theater foyer. Cloakroom, Jack. I ears you was in Changi. What art were you in? Stage Door Jack. Sorry, but I don't like to think about back then, let alone talk about it. No offence. And then Stage Door Jack just walked away, leaving cloakroom Jack standing. Shortly after World War One, posted to Italy, Jack had guarded the new Pope during his investiture. You wouldn't believe it, Dave. He only comes down out of the roof in a solid gold effing gable car. And later in the fifties, Jack was on guard duty at Royal Ascot when a sudden downpour separated the swells from the lunch area. See, Dave, the Royals have a tunnel to get to lunch, but the others aren't allowed to use it. Famed for his initiative, Jack had assembled a line of his squaddies. Right, lads, he'd barked. Trouser legs up. And so Tommy Atkins, the common soldier, hero of two world wars, had piggybacked the lords and ladies and other swells in their dress suits and hats across the quagmire. Five quid a trip, Dave. lot of money back then, and I took 25 for organising it. The day Jack died, I was summoned to remove a pigeon from the cloakroom. I found it marching across the cloakroom table, head erect, shoulders back, in exactly the same manner as Jack would have led parade in his former role. And from 2009 to 2016, patrons would leave their coats and bags at the same New London Theatre cloakroom once manned by Jack ex-Sergeant Major of the Royal Horse Artillery on their way to see War Horse.